Hey guys, welcome back to Scale and Bail. Hey, before we get started with our conversation with Dana and Mark from Equip Products, I just want to take a quick minute and talk about our uh, sponsor this week, UCAN. You guys have uh, heard us talk about UCAN kind of week over week over week, and it's because we love their products. Um, I use their granola in my morning breakfast probably every day, and I certainly take it uh, before workouts. And there's a reason behind it. They call it Live Steady. But basically what it is is uh, UCAN's allowing me to get through my workouts without a large crash. Like my problem as a master's athlete is that if I'm trying to you know, generate some energy for a workout, if I take a sugary protein bar or some sort of energy bar that's high in sugar, what ends up happening is I kind of get that quick rush of energy at the beginning of a workout and then start to crash as it goes along or have a hard crash by the end of it. And that's just never worked for me. And what this Live Steady uh, has done is it gives me a kind of a time release profile that allows me to access that energy consistently. And so I never feel like I'm going to hit the wall. And that's, I think for me, it's really, really important to have good quality workouts is to not have those uh, heavy crashes toward the end. It'll also, because I I'm not hitting the wall allows me to stay focused and calm. And I think that's equally important, particularly uh, in the type of workouts that we do to uh, meet the challenges of those workouts. So, uh, you know, I just really, really encourage you guys to give it a try. I think you'll love it. You can save 20% if you use our code SCALE uh, at checkout. So go to UCAN.co. Ben Jawalski, what's going on? Another day, another podcast. I didn't get lost too badly in Hawaii, and I didn't get caught in an avalanche in Colorado. I'm here, and I'm ready to podcast. Dude, you, uh, you were late tonight. What the hell? I had a, I had a, <laughs> I had a very important meeting uh, to deal with the future of my life that I needed to attend. No uh, I was telling, I was telling our guests I, for a second there. I thought I was on kettlebell tails because Nikki's the one that's always late, not you. <laughs> so oh, yeah, well, well, you, I'll do my burpees. Don't worry. Well, uh, so tonight uh, we don't normally have a lot of guests on the show, but tonight we do have Dana S. Q. Harris and Mark Harris from Equip Products. How are you guys doing? Doing great. great. Doing really good. Uh, give you guys a little, give everyone a little background. I ran into them at uh, the Rogue Invitational. Ben and I ran into the Rogue Invitational. They have some really uh, cool products and services for adaptive athletes and, and for old athletes like me. Uh, so we're going to talk a lot about that uh, tonight, which should be uh, a lot of fun. But we were talking off the air about all the drama on the other show. And, and Ben's missed it all because he's been out of town. I can't believe you've missed this, Ben. What the hell, man? What what am I going to do with my life without staying up to date on all the latest John drama? Oh, it's so ridiculous. We talked, you know, so we talked about this on uh, on the other show that we released this morning. Uh, I'll give you the cliff notes. So Nikki and I recorded this episode with with James Townsend, who used uh-huh. to be Mal O'Brien's coach, and he came on and it was very benign, like. He talked a little bit about their relationship, said, you know, something along the lines of how much he loved and respected her and felt like she was going to be a great champion someday and, and do a really good job. And, and then he made a couple of comments about the people surrounding her. And for the record, I've said way worse online than what he said about people. Uh, like it was, yeah. it was not objectionable. Like daily, daily. Yeah. You say things. It was not objectionable in my opinion, in my opinion, I'm no lawyer. So, um, I released the podcast early because I was going to Salt Lake City for that weightlifting championship. Yep. And I did not take my laptop, I might add. And so I'm sitting in the airport in Denver, ironically, 
you weren't there. I would have swung by your house, but I'm sitting in the airport because I had like a, had like a seven hour layover. It was ridiculous. Oh man, we could have we could have not worked out together. It would have been great. I know we could could have been just like we we're at the games. Um, so uh, so yeah, so I'm hanging out, and all of a sudden I get this email from uh, an agent, you know, who that says that uh, James is guilty of basically bad mouthing these people. And that if I don't take the episode down, I'm going to be drawn into this lawsuit. You know, it was like a, it was like straight up a, you know, it was a not so very well veiled threat. Let me put it that way. And I'm like, what the hell? So, you know, I had to jump through hoops. I, you know, the clip note says I called James like, Hey dude, like I have a lawyer. I'm happy to fight this if you want, but you know, you got little kids like, we don't need to fight this over what is essentially five minutes worth of commentary. Like we can just delete the commentary and repost it if you're cool with it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, let's just do that. So we took down the episode and uh, ended up reposting it this week, uh, yesterday, actually. And my editing skills were on full display, Ben, because it was not easy <laughs> to, uh, to edit. It was probably like mid-sentence, like, yeah. And then that one... Yeah. God, I should have done that. I should have just done one long beep for like five minutes. Just a bleep for five minutes. Oh my god, that would have been so funny. That would have been so funny. But like, at, make sure like every other word isn't bleep. So, but it's still incomprehensible. Right. And then they beep, and then he beep. I know. I should have. Uh, but anyway, so I was like all pissed at the world, and certainly pissed at this agent because I know him, and uh, we had a few choice words for each other. As only I can do. I get myself in trouble. I don't know if you know this, Ben, but I have a really quick wit and and it gets me in trouble sometimes. But uh, we had a few choice words and that, that was kind of it. And it ended. So it's all over now. We got it reposted and uh, Nikki and I said our piece and we're good. But it's my first. When does Taylorville get some good juicy drama? Yeah. We need some we need to drum up some engagement get some drama on here let's not start with us okay yeah look. yeah like how can we how can we offend someone really bad well, yeah. if, there, if there's a group we could probably offend it'd be the adaptive community so That's let's make true. it happen we can, <laughs> we, we can Data Mark, let's do this we're, we're all over that I, here's the truth actually if there's any group you can't offend it's the adaptive group there is mm. no funnier and raunchy group than the adaptive athletes. Those dudes tell the worst jokes. They try to make you uncomfortable. They live for it. They want you uncomfortable. That's why I love them so much. Every time, like, here's one of my favorite stories of adaptive athletes. My first experiences with them. I was at Wadapalooza and uh, I was hanging out with Logan. You guys know Logan, right? Logan Aldridge, uh, one of the fittest dudes I know. And all the whole group's there. And, uh, it was, uh, Mikey widows and, uh, and I'm hating myself for not thinking of his names, but there were two guys in the short stature division. Right. And, uh, I'm sitting there talking Sean to him. Sean? What's that? Sean. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably Sean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was Sean actually. And he goes, Hey John. And I turn to my left and I look at eye level <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 bro. Down here. <laughs> I'm like, I, I look at him. I'm like, you can't make jokes like that in front of me, dude. You can't do that. Like, I, I cannot be held responsible for what the response is going to be. You just can't do that, you know? And I just instantly fell in love with those dudes. And to this day, like, you know, Mikey and I message, you know, two, three times a week sometimes. Like, just dudes just salt to the earth and strong as hell. 
right? And uh, yeah, just great people, you know, but, um, and you know, that's like, those are common jokes for that group. Those know? are yes. the cleanest jokes for that oh group. Oh my gosh. They're, oh yeah. They, yeah. yeah. We, we're kind of considered the the mom and dad of the group. So I try to keep them under, you know, like let's calm down. Let's not say things like that. And then, yeah. I just, just, I feed them whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Especially. <laughs> Yeah, so now I know, now I know who's invited to the water prep party at the games this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I look. That's uh, I'm looking forward to that part and hanging out with the adaptive athletes because they are they are a fun group, man. They are. Yeah, they do they some are. really they do some really crazy stuff. They say some really horrible things to each other. We had uh, Kevin Ogar on the show. I think a couple of times I had like he he kept he kept using the term cripple, and finally I stopped him. I'm like, is that word PC? Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 it's okay. And I'm like, I don't think it is. I don't think it's like, <laughs> right. I, I feel uncomfortable. I don't think uh-huh. it's okay. You know? Yeah. We've been involved with them for a long time and there's still things that we're like, we just can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a different thing, but you know, uh, not, all those guys we mentioned are, you know, are just amazing athletes in their own rights for, you know, and the different things they can do. Logan's one of the fittest dudes I know adaptive or not like that yeah. dude is oh he's he's a he's absolutely super fit regardless of what division he's in he's really fit yeah we had we had casey Aker on here on this show same deal that dude is, oh, is so fit. yeah he he could compete i i seriously believe he could compete uh in an able body competition and in fact he almost he tried this year and he wasn't allowed to well i mean come on the dude's doing how heavy is was a snatch bin do you remember it's like two two something it, I remember it was I mean, over 225. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's 235. And for anyone who hasn't listened to that show, you should go back and listen because he's missing half an arm. <laughs> so, like, you got a guy here with one and a half arm snatching 235. I mean, come on. Like, mm-hmm. the dude is ridiculously fit and about like a- John with two arms could maybe do that on the moon. Maybe. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't lift that weight underwater, Ben. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like it's absolutely underwater on the moon. <laughs> I, yeah. I uh I snatched 160 over the weekend and I thought I just cured cancer. Swear to God. <laughs> you'll, you'll love this. I this is uh this is how dumb I am. We're in we're in Salt Lake City and we're it's a weightlifting competition, so we go to a CrossFit gym to work out and we're like, hey, let's just lift today, you know. And so I was snatching. And we had actual platforms, which is really nice. And they had all these plates and they're all in kilos. Well, apparently I'm just a dumb American. <laughs> and you PR because you couldn't do math. No, no, no. 160 is not a PR. Thank you very much. But uh, I appreciate the thought. Seems pretty big for you. No, here's what I did. So first of all, I'm going to go on record that competition plates feel way heavier than normal bumper plates. I have no idea why, but yeah. I get, you know, I get a couple that, you know, are, you know, 25 ish pounds each. And I'm like, damn, these things feel like they're 50 pounds, you know? And so I'm warming up. I work up to like, uh, 135. Uh, and I'm like, all right, that's good. So I, I take off a couple little plates and I go get a couple of tens and I put the tens on, I put the fives back on. I'm like, all right, I'm going to snatch 145. Not realizing what I just done was 10 kilos on each side, not 10 pounds. <laughs> and so now I've just made a jump from, uh, hundred. It was 125 pounds to 165 pounds, and I I missed the lift. No shocker, but I missed it by inches. Like oh, wow. barely missed it. 
to one of somebody looked at me like, wow, you almost got that. And I'm like, well, it shouldn't be that impressive. It just felt really heavy. They're like, you made like a 40 pound jump asshole. <laughs> I'm like, oh, kilos. That's right. Kilo. So then, so then I had to work back up to 160 because, yeah. you know, it was just one of those things, but I'm not a fan of kilos at all. No, I, that lost me a competition in Japan once. Uh, there was basically, I, it was me and this one guy going head to head and I could out snatch everybody there. Um, but basically I hit a hang snatch at 225. My training partner, you know, hit 230. I'm like, dude, amazing. You did it. Like PR for you. Now I'm going to hit, you know, 235 easy day. I actually threw on 255 and just kept failing. I was like, why can't I hit this? It did not hit me that I had done math improperly. Ended up getting timed out and got second place in that workout and then ended up tying for first and then losing to a short Japanese man and a Fran off at the end of the end of the competition. He's way better than me. So I'm glad that he won, but I was, then I retired. How do you, how do you lose in a Fran off? Well, you guys just go head to head and Fran. Is that what that is? Yeah. We were tied for first in the points. And then um, I actually have a video um, on YouTube about it. Of course, you know, John, <laughs> I got two twenty six chest of our Fran and he dusted me. Wow. He got like, he got like 209 or something like that. And I was like, yep, you deserve it. Take it. I'm so glad I didn't outmatch Ryan or else I would have won. It would have been a total fluke because I got way fairer than I was. Wow. And, anyway. and you still put that on YouTube? Yeah, it's, it's on. I don't hide it. I don't hide anything. But moral <laughs> of the story is, is kilograms are a thing. And you have to know how, how they calculate into maths. It's very complicated. I, I was like, I left there thinking I need to go buy some competition plates for my basement gym just so I can get used to lifting with them. They had me so confused. I didn't know how much I should be jumping. I didn't know which plates to grab. I'm like getting out my phone and use it a calculator. <laughs> just absolutely. Here's ridiculous. a question. Does, does Equip Products have anything that's kilo-based? We do not. We don't have anything kilo-based, but we have screwed <laughs> American weights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the thing, guys. We gotta keep an eye out for it. Yeah. That that's actually not not a bad thought because I would say forty-five percent of the people that buy from us uh are international. And then I think we're still the only ones that are really using well, why, why don't you just make a calculator for dumbasses like me? That would be perfect. Yeah, I've got one, I'll send you a link. Perfect. It only it only you know calculates by two point two. That'd be great. Yeah. It'd be really good. They need to have it like you know some of the change plates will have kilos and pounds on the same plate. Yeah, you know, it'll be like five pounds and then two yeah. point whatever kilos. If they just had that on all the plates. We wouldn't have to have this argument. Yeah, it's pretty simple, right? Just add it. Exactly. Yeah. Ben, yeah. why is your why is your mic sound like hell? Your mic sounds terrible. Like in a, know, in a you're using your mic or you're on your computer mic tonight. I'm using the mic. Um. You got here. You got to keep talking. I'll figure it out. Just got all this fancy technology. It's late. Can't get his Tesla to go into helicopter mode. Like you're just, you're just having a bad day, man. All right. How's it now? It, oh, perfect. That, just, that just got real. Yeah. Wow. You had manly when you, you yeah, started talking. I was like, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys, it's been a long day. I apologize to everyone who had to bear witness to my terrible audio. I know. I'm just going to leave it like that too. So you're going to sound all thin and tinny. It's going to be great. Perfect. Then, you, then you're going to come in and sound like a real man. Yeah. Good. Now I got that deep podcast voice. That 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 microphone's like your own uh, adaptive product. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Actually, um, you know, it's been a few months since I've been on a dating app, but when I was on one, they had these audio prompts and I did like my podcast voice. Apparently oh, nice. it was a hit. Apparently was it? it was a hit. So oh, I need to yeah. keep this mic. I, I just read an article that people actually, females are attracted to a deeper voice. So maybe there's something to that. I don't know if that's true at all, Mark. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. I have no, I have no idea, but we're going to yeah. run with it. For that explains yeah. a lot, John. I've always thought you had a squeaky high voice. <laughs> I've always thought I had a very annoying voice, but I just live with it. It's part of my charm. <laughs> part of my charm. Well, I want to talk about your guys' company. So, uh, you know, I know I'd kind of talked about it at the top of this, but we ran into you guys at Rogue, and uh, you struck my attention because you – uh, you had these uh, neoprene sleeves for ring ro- for ring dips, mm-hmm. and I'm constantly bitching about, <laughs> about every time I do ring dips in my basement how my uh, how my arms get all torn up. And I just thought that was a really innovative product, and and thought it was really interesting what you guys are doing. So I want to talk a little bit about how you guys got into this because it's you know it's always interesting to me how people fill a space within CrossFit, and particularly a space that helps people adapt, which I think is kind of the you know, our, our show isn't truly about adapting, it's about scaling, but there's, you know, not a huge difference in a lot of ways. And uh, so why don't we just start that? How'd you guys get into this? How'd you get started? Go ahead. You can. <laughs> okay. Well, we were um, working with another company uh, in uh, CrossFit and went to the 2016 games. Um, I had just lost 75 pounds and was feeling really good about CrossFit. And then I was uh, enlightened by the experience of going to the games and just blown away by it. And uh, so Danny and I kind of fell in love with it. And there was this really annoying redhead kid running around in a wheelchair that was from the St. Louis area named Kevin Ogar. You might know him. Yeah, met him uh, once or twice. And uh, so we were talking to him and I had a, I, I had kind of a passion for veterans at the time. And there was a lot of guys running around with a missing leg or a missing arm and he was in a chair and we just started, you know, having a conversation. I said, well, what do you do? How do you work out? And he says, honestly, because there's a lot of things that are out there that just don't work for us. And so what would be cool is if we could make something that would protect my legs, because when I drop a barbell, I don't know what happens. You know, if I break a femur, I have no idea that happens. So he could bleed out. He, there's a lot of ramifications to that. So it was just a, a brief conversation, but it was a good one. And um, didn't think much of it, but I left saying, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. And, you know, people say that all the time at events like that. Right. Uh, but then we went to Wadapalooza, ran into another gentleman named Angel Gonzalez, who's kind of another OG in a wheelchair that uh, CrossFit did stories on years and years ago. And uh, Angel was in a text group with Kevin, with uh, Chris Stoutenberg or Stouty, uh, um, help St- me, Steph, Steph Hammerman. Uh, and a couple other uh, wheelchair athletes, and they just started giving us these thoughts, feedback on what to do. So we came out with, um, well, my first design looked ridiculous and wouldn't work at all, but they helped us refine it, and somebody else helped me refine it. He over-engineers, and I go like to the shop, and I get my hands dirty and do stuff, and then he's on the computer like, well, look at this CAD drawing. And I'm like, yeah, but look, I just made this out of clay. <laughs> yeah. And so that's actually about what happened. And um, the next year at the CrossFit Games, uh, the first year in Wisconsin, they did uh, one of their events in between uh, a couple of things with a showcase event for adaptive athletes. And we had five athletes using lap mats. And that kind of open it was just kind of from there the floodwaters open and people said well if you can do that can you do this 
and everything just led to now we're doing about 45 products. We've got thousands of customers and we have people all over the world buying products very specifically to do fitness uh, for people with impairments. I love, do you have a, do you have a, um, like an engineering background or something like that? Like what made you get into manufacturing? Uh, I, I do have somewhat of an engineering background. Um, I'm an old guy, uh, very old, a lot older than I look. You're old. She claims to be 29, um, but I'm 57 years old. In my uh, original career, I worked for uh, Northrop Aircraft and for McDonnell Douglas, which are both not named that anymore, uh, building airplanes. And so I had a background in how to manufacture things. I left that, went into uh, Kim Biodefense, and that's a whole other thing. That turned into a sales career. Um, those things taught me just basic skills because I'm really not a very smart guy, but I just had oh, enough. Sure, yeah. Well, no, it doesn't I mean, sound like either of those things are hard. Building airplanes, I mean, that's exactly. child's play. Exactly. Well, they, they make it pretty easy. They, they give you all the standards and specs. So we started looking at this stuff. My career ended, my formal career ended in 2012, and we thought we'd try to retire and play golf. And um, we were miserable doing that. I mean, sounds terrible. Mostly because my golf game sucks. <laughs> um, it, but we needed something to do. And so that's kind of, it just, I said, well, I've, I got a CAD program. Let's just start making things. And like Dana said, uh, she goes and grabs clay and gets dirty. She used to paint cars on car lots with her late husband. Yeah, that was my and next so question was like, Dana, talk to me about this clay formation. <laughs> yeah. I love to get my hands dirty. So, yeah, I, I went and we had one product that we started with actually in 2012. It had nothing to do with CrossFit. It's an iPad accessory, and it was called the Eye Sucker. So, he had a hard time, right? So he had a hard time holding his iPad. And he come- Kids what? listen to the show, Dana. Be careful. Kids listen to the show. I sucker. Who was the, who was head of marketing? <laughs> this is even better. Tell so me. I mean, we named it. And then like, oh, we need a website. So I went to the web, like isucker.com. And it was, it was a porn site. No like, way. I don't yeah, believe so it. I had sucker, right? Saw so that. I had, to, I had to buy this from this, you know, the other people were like. three grand on a website to get it off this porn site. <laughs> Wait, you bought a porn website? Well, yeah. Well, we did. We, we kind of changed some things about it, but yeah. <laughs> Not every page. Not every page. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great origin story. Wow. Okay, so you. Know. Started with a porn accessory, bought a porn website, <laughs> yeah. and then found a plane manufacturer to quit his plane manufacturing job and then yeah. create fitness products. This all yeah. makes sense. Yeah. If you guys don't have clickbait for this show now, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. God. I, I just need to set some ground rules now. We're not going to talk about any adaptive uh products that vibrate i'm just gonna <laughs> not at all we're we not talking had, about that on there we, we had something in the works but we'll we'll stop talking <laughs> about it uh, wow i don't even know where to go with this now ben i'm lost i'm so lost. <laughs> well it, you know mark it seems like i mean and dana you guys both seem to like i love the idea of like why retire i was actually talking to someone about this not too long ago about he was kind of asking like, what are my financial goals? You know, after going through a divorce and stuff like that, that's why I was late to today's meeting, working on a couple of things. Anyway, um, the, like, I realized I'm like, you know what? The idea of like early retirement doesn't seem that appealing. Like if I had to do 
something and not be paid for it at all, it would probably be like teach other people about business and teach other people about fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would do those even if I wasn't getting paid a single cent. And it seems like that's probably what kind of led y'all to like, Hey, like here's a, a, a group of people that I think I can help. And then what a lot of people don't realize is that charity often isn't the best way to help people because mm-hmm. charity involves you know, you have to drain your time and drain your, your finances, which is fine. And and it's, there's definitely a right place for it. But when you can create a business that helps people at the same time, like a for-profit or, or for break even company that helps people, um, that's a win-win. And it seems like that's kind of what you guys are on the way to doing, if not have already done. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what we would have spent just trying to live, you know, we, we turn that into this, um, I, I won't say that CrossFit is a market that you can get into and get rich. Um, right. That's, that's not the case at all. And we've been doing this now for about five years. Uh, but it is a whole lot more fulfilling than uh, what we were doing before. Awesome. What I was doing before, really. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break from the show and uh, talk about our mid-show sponsor, Thirdsy. Now, you guys have uh, heard us talk about them before. And we had Justine on not that long ago. Uh, what uh, Third Z is is a recovery protein, collagen protein, and I've been taking it before bed uh, to help me sleep, and that's what it does. It gives you incredible sleep, uh, allows you to recover better because of that, and has kind of all the ingredients in it that you need to recover with none of the stuff that's addictive or you know leaves you feeling hungover. Uh, melatonin, as an example, is something that I don't like to take because I always feel like I have that kind of sleepy hangover at the the next day, and then I feel like I start to rely on it over time. And, uh, you know, this has none of that. This has got tryptophan and theanine in it. Uh, it's got magnesium, all things you need to help you sleep better. And then um, a, a really great amount of amino acids to help you recover. It's got protein, you know, all things that you need as a master's athlete to, to wake up in the morning feeling refreshed and, and just have better recovery. And I know since I've been taking it, I feel less sore and, and better rested. And I think, you know, both of those things are are really, really important if you want to continue to train hard and, and, uh, you know, keep up with all the kind of craziness we do. So I would encourage you to give it a shot, go to thirdzy.com, T-H-I-R-D-Z-Y.com and use our code scales, S-C-A-L-E-Z-Z-Z. I love the events because that's when everybody gets together and they'll come up and like, Hey, we need this product. Can you, you know, can you figure out what we need to, what we can do? Can you make that? And, you know, it's just like a, a huge brainstorm um, with almost every event. Somebody will come up to us and, and want that. So um, I really enjoy that. I love the creativity part. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not so much of the, I like to be making the production part, but I love the creativity. And uh, so, and Mark's so good with, numbers and stuff like that for me i'm like i look at a spreadsheet and my eyes cross and i like start to dry heave and he's does like, the eye sucker help with the eye crossing or yeah it, it, it yeah yeah, yeah i still don't understand the product but it sounds sounds like it should yeah <laughs> so with the eye sucker he had a hard time holding his ipad and okay so he'd come from the bathroom he's like i dropped my ipad again i'm like Stop well, it. if he wins you don't have to spend that much time in the bathroom. If you've got big hands, they're just awkward to hold and not touch your screen. So we made something to fix that. 
Is that what? That, we we put it in 600 stores all across the country in six countries and then decided that wasn't what we wanted to do. I, I, hope, it, I hope it came with some antibiotic if you're using that iPad in the bathroom. <laughs> wow. <Some> sanitation <laughs> wipes. Oh, yeah. no, sorry. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I forget this is reporting. So. Yeah, you're going no. um, out to the world on the internet. Sorry. It's but a new thing they have. I, th- I mean, so, all right. I hear, you know, Dan is the idea person. How do you not take action on like i imagine there's a lot of problems hey you guys should do this right how do you how do you gauge what to create and what's going to cause like the best impact i imagine you're probably not trying to design a product that three people in the entire world will use or is it like hey any idea is a good idea and let's just run with it she says yes to everything i do i it's not good it's not good that i say yes to everything mark Again, is the numbers person, so he'll put it all together and go, okay, can we... I put everything she decides to do in a bill of material, and then I give her the numbers, and she says, I don't know what that means, and I said, it's going to cost you a lot of money, and so what we typically do, she'll make things, I mean, she keeps herself busy constantly making onesie twosies for people that may not ever sell at all, Um, but it's going to help them out, and for that, I I appreciate it, but we also have to make enough money to actually buy more inventory and make something else, so yeah, Dana doesn't say no. I try to at least give it a financial incentive. Right. If it doesn't break even, then we can't do it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's how you're going to make probably a bigger footprint, a bigger impact is, like, you, you only... You only can help people if you're in business, and there's a certain point where you probably can't keep you know, spending money to help people, you have to have that sort of at least the break even. So I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's a, it's a company that literally helps people. It gives people the opportunity to exercise in a way that's more beneficial and safer for them. Um, I'd love to hear about like a couple of the products you guys have. Well, Ooh, can I, I can tell one Ben yeah. right, here's a other good than the eye sucker, John. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna go get one real quick. We're gonna they, send you an eye sucker. Both they they make these uh, they make these arms for the air bike for for adaptive athletes that can't use their legs, and so they can you know pedal the bike with the mm-hmm. you know with the arms. Yep. Yeah. I I, I introduced them to uh, Tracy Bates, who owns the Salt Bike, because I call I called Tracy. And I'm like, hey, you got to see this product. It's really awesome. We could torture some adaptive athletes with your bike. <laughs> If you guys put your heads together and make them hate it as much as I do, that would be great. You know, <laughs> I'd love to see Kevin Ogar suffer like I suffer. You know, he's it's like literally strong. the one piece of equipment. Like, actually, can you guys not make anything for that? Yeah, yeah. they're like, we're good. We we don't need that. Well, and I, I have video suffering of Kevin suffering. If you want to see it, using I, that, I firmly awesome. believe it's harder uh, to do that with your arms than your legs. For and <laughs> and they confirmed it every time I talk to somebody. They're like, you, you suck. Like. They hate it. Absolutely hate it. But it's a great product. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, I mean, before they were, they would use it, but they'd have to be so close over that fan wheel that they were yeah. like hugging it. And it's so hard to get it going. They'll get the momentum going with the, just the arms. Hold, hold that so, thing up so I can see it again. And I'm going I'm to play with the picture in picture. Hold on. I'm going to make you big. Give me a second. Ooh, oh, no. You. Look, there's Ben. Oh, Ben's ben. big. Wait. <laughs> oh, my bicep looks bigger. Hold on. Everybody. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, Ben. <laughs> It doesn't look bigger. Hold on. There we go. For everyone listening, John does not know how to use technology. (laughs) Look at that thing. Yeah, this keep my a lot of people are gonna be listening to the audio, not watching the video, but that's really cool. I love it. So and they hold on to it this way and push the handles and it works really great. What's that? 
I said, that's sweet. I yeah. like it. And then we also have a, uh, a interface for the monitor where we take the monitor off and um, it flips and spins. And it's the first time any of these wheelchair athletes and a lot of the short statures ever get to look at their own monitor. Wow. So our, our real focus is to make every one of these athletes independent. Um, they shouldn't have to have somebody else do something unless it's a safety issue. And uh, we also want them to work out side by side with any one of us. The three or four of us should be able to work out with any adaptive athlete doing the same thing. We're just learning how to scale it properly and use the right tools. So quick question. Do you have, like, I guess, is your market selling directly to the adaptive athlete, like going to a gym? Or are you selling to gyms that happen to have adaptive athletes? Like, I could imagine, like, is it is the onus almost on the athlete to, like, bring their kit of adaptive pieces of equipment like to the gym or are some gyms like hey this person trains at our gym um we want to buy you know a whole set for them yeah so um right now i would say that the biggest percentage is our athletes buying their own products but um crossfit gyms um occupational therapists physical therapists are getting wind of us and they're realizing that they can get the products and be prepared for an adaptive athlete. Yeah. I think that was one of my, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is that, you know, everybody's like, well, if, when I get one, it's like, you know, if I get an adaptive athlete, it's not if, but it's when, because somebody is going to be either permanently um, impaired or temporarily impaired. If you hurt your shoulder, if you hurt your elbow, if you hurt your knee, all these kind of things can be adapted. And when you, you have somebody that's paying so much money for a CrossFit gym, and then you have them on the sidelines doing nothing or doing, you know, you know, just not yeah. a lot of work it's because they're always doing the same thing. Yeah. That um, these products will help them. So we're really trying to get gyms to be prepared to, you know, have equipment. So when somebody comes in, they'll be able to have the equipment. Um, uh, Wheelwad has great programming that we think that is great for uh, CrossFit gyms to have. So that way, when you have a wheelchair athlete come in and this is the workout, you know what you need to adapt it with. It's, and it's not necessarily apples to apples. So if it just because it has, um, I'm doing X in the workout doesn't mean that they do X adapted. You know, it's, it's definitely a stimulus that Stouty and Kevin have. It's, it's like a mad scientist kind of thing that they have done. And, um, so Wheelwide's great for the programming. And then ATA has a great course for um, coaches and physical therapists that will, you know, train them on how to be prepared for an adaptive athlete. And that one has like all these CEUs. Yeah, they get CEUs. And so it's, it's in depth. We so. also sell to the VA. Um, so the VA does a lot with us and we're, we're yeah. actually approved uh, in the VA. So we work a lot with them too. That's awesome. I have an idea, and I, you guys have probably already had this. Right, I'm the go. idea person, so here Dan and I are going to get along. Let me write this down. Um, do you guys have a list on your website, or or is there a list somewhere of like adaptive approved gyms? Like, if oh, someone listen. if someone comes to you guys and buys a whole set, mm-hmm. like it's like you you guys are the are the source that a lot of these adaptive athletes are looking for. If you just said like, hey, like here's a map and, you know, these affiliates uh, have like, you know, you have like a minimum standard of like they have X amount of equipment to to they're prepared for you if you just go walk into the gym today. 
Right. I we, do not have we that have on the been way. working on that. We don't have it on our website. We have been working with ATA and Wheelwad both to to put out a list like that. Uh, there's been some issues, most notably, you know, the transition from CrossFit classes to independent, and then maybe going back those kind of things. That kind of got in the middle of it, but there was clearly a desire for that, mm-hmm. and that's a great idea. Um, something that needs to happen. Yeah. We just. We sometimes have to toe a line between different organizations to make sure we're not. Well, I have to make sure that I'm not being an asshole, and then she tells and, me that I got to be nice. And is that specifically for like the you don't like basically you're trying to figure out whether or not to use the word CrossFit because like part of me is just like who cares what kind of gym it is. Obviously, if it's a CrossFit gym, great. Yeah, but if it's right. Joe Schmo's Garage Gym that used yeah. to be a CrossFit gym, but I don't like paying the affiliation fee and I hate Greg Glassman Gym. then like who cares what gym it is it's like hey if this is a a training facility that has adaptive Mm -hmm. products like wouldn't like that be the answer or or have you guys partnered specifically with brands well we've we have a vision that every gym regardless of who they're affiliated with has at least some of this product and that may sound self-serving but i i think it's it's broader than that you know the american with disabilities act was real good about making doors wider and making ramps, but that doesn't do a doggone thing for anybody walking into or rolling into a gym. Yeah, like Planet or, Fitness should have it. Not yeah. like you screw just CrossFit. Like this right. is a niche that, like this niche is so much bigger than CrossFit, and it just oh, oh yeah, yeah, Absolutely. wow. And to CrossFit's credit, they've been good to us, and, yeah. and people around CrossFit. You know, it, it, I I can mention all the brands. Some of the largest brands in CrossFit have been very supportive of what we do. And we wouldn't be here without them. Yeah. So like Concept2, RX Smart Gear, um, right. they've been great with the... Um, even even Rogue. Yeah, Rogue has been great Even with- Rogue. <laughs> I like the way you ordered that. Even Rogue. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, don't, I was <laughs> no. trying not to make that negative, but yeah, even Rogue. I know. No, I mean, there's, there's so much good, like, I, I just, I view it as this, like, it's 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 like a it's a zero sum game or it's a positive sum game i guess where it's like um everyone can win um not only the gym that's providing the equipment that you know purchased from y'all but you guys can link up these athletes they're like i don't even know where to start and frankly i don't want to have to call every single freaking gym and make a special request to see if they can facilitate me i just want to have a list like i'm going there um Anyway, I just, I don't know. I thought about that. I'm like, man, man, that would be really cool. Here's but, a funny uh, thing, Ben. I've been, I've been bitching for a couple of years now. Been have been saying CrossFit's not as inclusive as they should be. And people will blow me up via DMs. They're like, oh, how dare you call us racist? I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't mean racism. I mean, we're not ADA compatible. Yeah. Like you can, <laughs> I can, at least 50% of the gyms I set foot in don't have ramps, mm-hmm. let alone equipment. And so okay. these adaptive athletes come in. And they just sit in the corner and yep. there's nothing for them to do because there's no equipment. And to you, you hit it right on the head, Ben. CrossFit doesn't have a list of gyms that are ready to handle mm-hmm. adaptive athletes. Yeah. Right. And for me, that's the issue. And, you know, I, I'm not, this isn't a bitch and moan about CrossFit session. Like they got a lot of stuff they're working on. Mm-hmm. You know, I just really think this is an area mm-hmm. they need to lean in and say, if, if, we're going, if CrossFit is really for everyone and it's really about health, and it's about improving the quality of people's lives. Whose lives would benefit the most from yeah. activity? And it seems yeah. like they're, I mean, they're showing progress in, oh, yeah. in that, you know, like, oh, and yeah. I've seen it firsthand working with the Phoenix, 
right? Yeah, like the uh, Phoenix and then um, yeah. uh, Forging Youth Resilience. That's formerly Steve's Club. Like I've done some stuff with them and CrossFit is like real, like CrossFit even made the Phoenix headquarters here in Denver uh, also called the CrossFit Community Center. So like they're yeah. just like, they're, they're making steps in the right direction, but it's definitely like, this is clearly like an opportunity that hopefully they, I mean, hopefully they really lean on you guys to, to start facilitating that conversation. Cause you know, we have, free gyms for uh, recovering addicts. We have uh, free gyms and classes for at-risk youth. Like, like we're, we're doing some good stuff, but the adapted division is one where it's like, Hey, yeah, they, I think a big step was giving them the stage, right. A couple of years ago, but then obviously like there, as John came in and filled the, filled the void for, all right, there's still some that aren't good. You know, they don't get to get on the stage. There's like, there's always something more than can be done, but at least we're like, it seems like CrossFit as an organization is making, has forward momentum now, at least. I think they've put more towards it in the last couple of years than any other organization uh, to try to, to really be inclusive in terms of the adaptive community. And, And I get what you're saying, John, about, you know, when people blow you up about the inclusive term, it's, we sent a wheelchair athlete to go take his level one. And when he got there, there was no ramp. And mm-hmm. so he had to be carried up steps to get in. Then once he got there, the bathroom wasn't accessible. Wow. So he ultimately, he just ended up leaving and didn't get his level one. And that was just one of, of many things. Now, that's <laughs> some of that's just running a small business. I get it. Yeah. They weren't thinking of that. That's, that's, part of, that's part of the deal. But once you know about it, how do you not do something about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's such coming from being a former affiliate owner, right? Like we were lucky enough not to have, granted, I didn't have any adaptive athletes come in, but had they have come in, I didn't have the equipment for them, but at least the former gym prior to me had installed, uh, you know, like adaptive compliant toilets, but, but really, but really like that's, it's not something that, especially like the small ones that weren't making any money, like myself and, and my partner, Josh, like that's like, it's something you don't think about. And you almost, you need right. like this, not the squeaky wheel, but like, it, it's something that like had someone come in and said, Hey, you know, you know, be sure to make your gym compliant. And then you get on this, this other list of affiliates that check off this box. I'd have been like, Ooh, like what, what do we need to do? I don't even know. Yeah. Cause I've never lived that life. Right. Um, and I think exactly what John's saying is like, even though we're making progress in the right direction as a, you know, like an industry, that doesn't mean the voice needs to quiet down, you know, like it's still like, hey, we're not there yet. Let's keep keep moving forward. And someone needs to be saying something. Absolutely. I, you know, some people say it's a squeaky wheel. I, you know, I people approach us all the time and like they want things to be done faster and stuff. And And there's so many things behind the scenes with the games that I don't understand uh, that need to be done and stuff like that. So, you know, I can make the products for them and, and I can do that. But I tell them, it's like eating an elephant. You can only eat an elephant one bite at a time. If I eat the whole thing, then, you know, I'm not going to be worth anything. So I eat that elephant one bite at a time. And I hope that they're, you know, it seems like they're doing progress. You know, we got we got great people on the, you know, the in, heading it up and stuff like that. Internally so, and whatever. Yeah, so, it, and, you know, like, for the wheelwad games, you know, we're, we do all the uh, the equipment for that, and it's that thing is growing like crazy, and it's, that's such a great organization. I think the two 
you know, they'll feed off of each other. And um, we are always excited to do products for the Wheelwad Games because Stouty will come to us and like, okay, let's do something really crazy. And we're like, <laughs> like create a coffin. Yeah, so we, we made a coffin. and um, It's it basically a plyo box. It's five feet long that we can it's made out of foam and then we put a denier wrap on it and then we put uh dumbbells in it and weighed it so for the crossfit games we weighted it at 100 pounds and wheel they had to games. excuse me wheel wide games yeah we had to wait we weighted it and put 100 pounds in it and everybody had to flip it so whether you were missing a limb or in a wheelchair or whatever it, it was you had to i think you had to row 20 cows then you had to flip that uh 50 meters then you had to row then flip row then flip Things like that, they come to us and say, you know, we can't necessarily move a pig, but if you can make something like that with a strap on it, then a wheelchair user can use one hand, get under it, have to push it over and just keep going. So just goofy things like that that we have a lot of fun how, doing. How do you how do you balance the stuff you're making to the the body types you're dealing with? Like the common complaint I heard this time during the open and I think this is very common in the adaptive community is that, um, you know, they all have different body types. And so like an example of that would be, let's say you're in the division where you're, you have a, an appendage you're missing. Well, you, you could be missing your hand and be in that, that category where you're missing an arm or, you know, or you could be missing the entire arm and you guys are doing the exact same movement. It's not it's not the same movement, but you have right. to do the same movement. Right. Like, how are you balancing that as you're creating this, this equipment for the athletes, keeping in mind that they all have different impairments and different kind of levels of, of issues they're dealing with. Yeah. Now with the Kaufman coffin, if you, if you were an upper impairment and you still had some of your uh, residual limb, then we would have them put their arm behind their back. So they were only allowed to use one, one, uh, limb um so that's that's how we did it with that product but in terms of product design what we try to do one of the rules we have is that if you have a appendage regardless of where it ends at you need to use as much of it as possible so i'll use logan as an example uh logan for years you know he wasn't developed in, in symmetry until he started figuring out different ways that he could start working that side where He's, he calls it his wing that's cut to right here. Right. Um, when he started figuring out how to do that, the guy developed into just a, a beast. Uh, he uses the Aldridge arm for a thing. But then we have uh, athletes that are missing just a hand. And we might take and do uh, a, a piece that we're working on right now where they can strap on a, a holder for a jump rope. And then they can use a regular able body jump rope in that, in that holder. Um, but we don't want, you know, as long as she's got a bicep or he's got a bicep, we want them using as much of that as possible. Um, so, that, I mean, I don't know if that answers the question exactly, yeah, but we think about it in those terms. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just interesting to me because there's such a balance between, you know, when we talk about the open, that's a competitive situation. And, and most of the and I'm just going to call it bitching and moaning because that's what it is, uh, you know, it comes from whether it's fair in a competitive landscape. And what we're really trying to do is just help people stay healthy yeah. and fit and like use this day to day, like forget the, if the open never exists again, you know, we'd love to see adaptive athletes continue to set foot in CrossFit gyms and work yeah. out. And I guess for me, that's the real question is like, you know, as you're creating it, are you thinking about, you know, how different the appendages are or are you, you know, I mean, it sounds like Dana's creativity is kind of limitless and yours is like, all right, honey, you got to rain it down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right now the finances. That's <laughs> yeah. a that's a great way to put it. Um, 
I, I'm flexible. I'm not rigid, but I'm not near as flexible as she is that way. Um, she's worked on making the same product for somebody for two years that, you know, I don't know if we'll ever sell it, but she'll, she'll get it and it'll work. Um, from my perspective, we got to at least be able to get our money back for what it's making. So that's kind of my, my parameter. As a creator, I'm on a side with Dana here. I think you, uh, create as much as you can until something hits. And then yeah. you go all in on that one thing that hit. And I seriously, like, you know, people say this to me all like, I create a lot of stuff and they go, Oh, how do you have all these, you know, views and followers? It's like, cause I've done 13,000 posts. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I haven't had 13,000 hits. I've had a few dozen. It just spams everyone. So yeah. he just wants you guys to be spammers. <laughs> well, like, no, yeah. I'm just saying you like, you have to try a lot of stuff. hundred percent. Like, I'm with you there, John, on, on the idea of like the analogy that I use when I like, teach people about business is like you're, you're never going to hit a home run unless you take a lot of swings, right? You can't take one swing and expect to hit one home run. You have okay. to do a lot. And that's the same thing yeah. with my videos. But at the same time, John, as devil's advocate, the barrier to entry on our products are much lower than the manufacturing costs, right? Yeah, you yeah, create no, a meme, that. your little meme wizard, you create memes every yeah. time I hang no, out no, with no. you. Those memes are expensive, Ben. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, but capital, the, they actually have hard physical costs, which is something yeah. I admire about every physical product company is like, oh my gosh, like there's enough overhead to drive me out of business just for creating information and taking videos. You guys are actually making hard cost products with small profit margins. I can only imagine how good you guys are at actually running a business and john over here john and i over here are just making memes just winging life yeah i I think it i I can't remember the book but i know it was malcolm gladwell that said if you do something ten thousand times you can start saying you're an expert and i think that's what you've done john and we're trying to get there we'll 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 get there in a couple (laughs) of years i i think you've got a bunch of products that are in that space so the question is how do you get them in front of the right people like i look at crossfit and all right, if you know, if I use the open as an example of success, there's only a thousand adaptive athletes in the open. Yeah. Thousand. Like keep in mind there's a couple of hundred thousand people competing. So mm-hmm. it's a really small percentage. So if that percentage equates out to the entire CrossFit community, you don't have enough people within this community alone to be successful. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are are in the VA as an example, where I, you know, like I do a lot of fundraising for veterans groups and and like that's a group that needs a lot of help. So I just love the thought of, you know, these warriors out there that are getting support with fitness, you know, and, and that you're branching out outside of CrossFit. And I hope you're talking them into coming into affiliates while you're doing that, by the way. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. We, yeah, we, it's... we we encourage them to, you know, come in because the community is uh, fantastic. I mean, you, it, you know, a lot of the veterans feel like they're on their own that, you know, and really, you know, if they come into the community of, of a gym, then, you know, that's, it's just so much easier for them to uh, work out and to come back and all that. Yeah. If you want to make your day, come in and, and see when a group of these athletes all get together at one of these events and somebody from the outside comes in, that's in a chair that doesn't think they can do something. And you got a whole bunch of people that look just like you that can do it. And they're supportive and they just, all they are is now they'll talk a lot of crap, but they're very supportive. <laughs> And um, it's it's a blast. I mean, there's we leave every event exhausted because we work our tails off there. But I mean, it is worth every single penny. We just need more events because sometimes we 
we we stop and think, why are we doing it? And then we go to one, and well, it's, it's pretty cool. Representation is crazy important. I don't think people put enough stock in it. When when Ben and I originally launched the uh, adaptive campaign for the athletes that aren't going to Madison, like kind of our one of our very first discussions were, will people view this as as us trying to show up CrossFit, which was not our intention. No, we, yeah. we wouldn't have done it if we thought that. And, and I think we both landed on the fact that the reason why it was important is that the people that weren't going to go to Madison, weren't going to be represented on camera. They weren't going to be seen. And, and there's something really important about seeing someone else that's in the same position as you and going, I can do that. And I can't tell you as I've been doing posts for the groups of how often someone will message me and go, I had no idea there were others like me out there. Yeah. yeah. And, and now they're motivated to get in and try and to tell mm-hmm. others. And, and it's really about, you know, can you help people live healthier, happier lives? And yeah. um, that representation is, it's crazy important. And they all don't have to be competitive athletes. I think that's something that we get caught on is that, Right. Everybody wants to be this competitive athlete, which is great. I mean, the people work so hard. I mean, they put as much time in as the elite athletes. They're they are all in. But then there's those other um, athletes that are just starting out, and I think we can't forget them because they're really the ones that we need to keep motivated and let them know that there's there's things out there for you that for a wheelchair user that will could save your life. I mean getting in and out of a wheelchair. If you fall out mm-hmm. of your wheelchair and you, and you can't get back up, I mean, there, you're, could, you could be there for days. And, yep. and you know, people do a, if you do a box, go from the, a transfer from the floor to the, up to a box, that's getting back into a wheelchair. And that's the kind of things that they teach and that, you know, that's. It's, it's the true meaning of functional fitness. Yeah. And it's, it allows them to live independently and to live good lives. Well, or 20 years ago, they wouldn't have. One one thing I love about what you guys have, though, is I don't think your products are just for adaptive athletes. Like, you know, I, at the top of the show, I was talking about those neoprene sleeves you made. Like, I think mm-hmm. your products are ideally suited for old guys like me that <laughs> that can't go in and use their knees every day. Yeah. You know, or you're like, you know, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know what your issues may be, but let's say you can't have you know, abrasions on your skin, like those neoprene sleeves are really invaluable to walk away from a workout and be healthy when you're done. So you can come Mm. back and do it again. You know, that was actually one product that we created with input from an able body athlete, because I think it was in, was it 18 when they had like 30 ring uh, muscle ups four times in the uh, open or maybe it was regionals, I think, but you know, it was the year everybody was blowing up their pecs. Right. Um, somebody said to us, one of an uh, RX female athlete said, you know, if there was something to protect my shoulders, it would really come in handy. I think I could do more reps. And that was an instant thing for Dan and I, I, I created a design. She ridiculed it and she was right. I redid it and we had it out on the market mm-hmm. and uh, you know obviously the adaptive athletes love it because they have to be careful of skin issues mm-hmm. uh, but that uh, multi ropes if you need to jump rope and you can't jump all those things but that one specifically was made from an able body but right. most everything else we do is is adaptive well like my dad's 75 and or 77 now and he crossfits five days a week and he can't jump rope so your rope would be perfect for him. And, and, you know, he has, he has like a bad knee from time to time. So like, 
but he loves the assault bike. So using those arms on the assault bike maybe would be an option for him. That I don't tells know. us a little bit about you if he loves the assault bike. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he's insane. My dad's crazy. <laughs> he's absolutely like he's he's just he's an idiot. Um, yeah. Apple doesn't the, fall far, you know. I know. Yeah. He's yeah. the best idiot you've ever met, but the dude just doesn't oh. know when to quit. Like, swear to God, like last time I saw him, he's like, keep on, he's 77. He's like, I'm going to learn to rope climb. I'm like, the hell you are. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. One he, fall and he breaks every single bone yeah. in his body. He's oh like, no, God. dad, I have to take care of you. Don't I want you to keep that. in mind, he outweighs me by like 30, 40 pounds. Like, he's a big dude. Always been a big dude. I'll help, and, I'll help old Roy learn how to rope climb. And he's like, I'm going to learn rope climb. Issue. I'm going to take him rope climbing. I'm like, you are not going to learn to rope climb. There is no reward worth that risk. You're not. There's nothing that's going to do to your body that's good for you. You are not going to rope climb. But that's how he's wired. Like He sees everybody else doing it and he wants to do it. And I think that's the beauty of what you guys are doing is you're allowing people to see what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. and they can go do it. And I think that's really, really... Uh, you know, it's just heartwarming. It really is. Thanks. Except for old Roy. I don't need him doing all that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I, at 57, I don't know how he does it at 77. Uh, Boy, he's only been doing it two years. That's the crazy thing. He started at 75. That's incredible. That's uh, yeah. Awesome. I just got a message one day. Uh, it, my mom had had a health scare and they had been talking about going on a diet and getting in shape. And I had been visit, you know, anytime I go home to visit, I drop in on this CrossFit gym. It was a really good gym there in Tupelo, Tupelo, Mississippi. And uh, one day I just get a text message from the gym owner. And it's just a photo of my dad. She's like, Hey, look who stopped by today. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is, so this is starting now. (laughs) This is, this is where we start now. Okay. Yeah. And in typical CrossFitter within like days, he's texting me going, that air bike sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and also, and also, what what's the best shoes for me to help? Yeah, yeah I was going to ask, what shoes did he want to buy? Well, yeah. So here's the funny thing. So then my parents are so cute. So then my mom goes out and buys him a T-shirt that says "Certified Beast" on it. <laughs> like they got to get all the slogans T-shirts. You know, they probably have. Do they have like the long bacon socks? I feel like that's a phase every crossfitter goes. No, through. this is this is after the bacon socks here. But she got him a couple of T-shirts that had slogans on them. The Certified Beast was my favorite, or it might have said Beast Mode. It was one of the other. And um, and then so I I reached out to a buddy of mine who works in marketing at Under Armour. I'm like, hey, can you send my dad some shoes? Yeah. And they send him free shoes. And so now he's got free. Tri-base reins, whatever version that was. I think they were the threes, maybe. And his certified B-shirt. And now he's like the mayor of CrossFit. Oh, wow. That's he's great. like the old guy that comes in. He knows everybody's name. And he comes yeah. in and uh-huh. talks That's to everyone. It's, That's cool. It's so ridiculous. It is <laughs> so ridiculous. I can't even handle it. Every time I go, like, I'm like humbly. It's not even humbly. I'm used to walking into gyms with people thinking I'm a big deal. They ignore me like crazy. They don't care who I am. <laughs> I'm I'm just Roy's kid. That's the way it is. Uh, sounds like we need him as a brand ambassador. Right? You absolutely yeah. do. He'd be a yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, he says some squirrely stuff, so he might get you in trouble. I mean, he's from that generation. So, you know. He says some things that might not be up to standards these days. Yeah. I, don't I mean, I can't, I can't promise you that you won't get cancel cultured at some point, but... Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a funny one. He's a good dude. There's, yeah. uh, there's no doubt about it. So yeah, he could be your guy. He could absolutely be awesome. Your guy. 
we could do that. We could do that. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of a story when we went to Mayhem. Um, uh, we went to a, a, one of those train with riches and had some adaptive athletes there. So we took them some product. And, you know, Rich comes up and goes, I'm Rich Froning. We're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, heard of you. I, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know. But then I started talking to, you know, Senior. And, you know, he and I had some really good conversations. And so at the end of the day, Rich and Senior were sitting there and I said, hey, can I can I get a picture with you? And, you know, Rich was like, sure. And I was like, no, with Senior. And ever since then, Senior's like, hey, <laughs> picture? <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's, right. that's the best kind of glory. <laughs> Dude, we, had, we had Rich on the show once on the other show and I was talking to him about his dad. And I'm like, hey, we'd really like to get your dad on the show. He's like, nope. for the same for the same reason i don't want my dad to to be your ambassador he's like he's like senior says some crazy stuff (laughs) you'll be doing a lot of editing he's like yeah we got to rein him in from time to time i'm like i can see that like i followed him for a little bit i can see where that happens i worry about my own dad when he goes online (laughs) yeah yeah just they they don't quite at that generation just doesn't quite understand social media, you know. No, they don't. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's forever. It's like an STD. Yes, it's, it's exactly like an STD. That's a great analogy. That's a great one. Well, it's on given. Yeah. Well, listen, we're kind of buttoning up against time, but I want to make sure that uh, everybody knows where to find you guys. So, what's your website? Where can they find you online? All your socials, like, what are your handles? Yeah, uh, we're at equipproducts.com with the two P's and we're also Instagram at equip products. So yeah, man, that's, that's easy. Yeah. 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 And then of course, do you want to look at our eye sucker? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it now. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I gotta make sure that that website. I'm hoping that's, yeah. oh <laughs> He's going to look it up and make sure the site's still oh, good. Ben, ben already had a subscription to iSucker.com. <laughs> So oh, was, well, it's on Amazon. Yeah, it is on Amazon. Yeah. UBC? All right. Yeah. Is it the iSuckers on there? Oh, yeah. Walmart? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We, it's the easiest way to, way to hold your iPad or tablet since hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys didn't work on that at all. You know. Well, no. Anyway, on. I'm actually going to Google equip products because that's what okay, we're really here to talk Thank for. you. Thank you. And I'm going to follow you guys on social. Right. Well, I just Googled I sucker and did not get what you guys got. That's because you so. did Google images and John, you got to stay out of there, but I'm going to just save that for later for my own <laughs> private time. That's all I'm saying. Save it for my own private time. Yeah, that's right. Use your eye sucker in the bathroom when you're. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. No. This is the last time I'm doing one of these with you. Yeah. I know. There you go. I usually get him in a lot of trouble, so sorry. (laughs) I'm the one always warning him. I've actually been in fights because of him. There you go. (laughs) Well, Mark, Dana, thank you for joining. I think, you know, I I think what you guys are doing is absolutely terrific. And, um, you know, really filling a space in the community that that no one has really touched. So thank you for sure. We absolutely love the adaptive community. It's Mm -hmm. really a passion of ours. So I appreciate you helping us get the word out and... Um, you know, being supportive. Yeah, we're very grateful. We really are. Glad to help. Ben, thanks for joining tonight. Appreciate you guys, you attending. Yeah. On vacation. Would you go back on vacation in a day or two? Where are you going next? Um, actually, I can't say where I'm going next because it's a surprise, but uh, I'm traveling to celebrate someone's birthday. Oh, nice. We, 
We're gonna, we should start having a regular segment on the show of where's Ben. Where's <laughs> Ben? Yeah. Where's and then ben? I, I come back from that uh, undisclosed location and then I'm home for, you know, almost a whole week. And then wow. Mexico and Canada. Wow. And a whole week? I, yeah, a whole week, dude. I don't know what I'm going to do with all that time. I'll probably oh, go somewhere. That did a where's he at thing. He got canceled, though. <laughs> Who did? Ben? You got the Who light. That was yeah. Matt Lauer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's an entirely different episode. All right. All right. Well, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining. Make sure you go to equipproducts.com. Check out everything they're selling. Get yourself an eye sucker and uh, you'll be very happy. So you're going to have to put that on that side. Now. You absolutely should. And uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you joining and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks so Peace. much, guys. I'm going to hit in stream here. I'm going to have to edit this part out and I hope it doesn't disconnect us. Let me see. Hold on. If it disconnects us, this was a lot of fun. Hold on. Yeah, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I think it will. So I'm not going to hit it. So I'll, I'll just edit this piece out. So right. thanks guys. Well, I appreciate you guys joining. This was super fun. Oh, thanks yeah. for having us. Really. Yeah, it's we, been great. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Ben, we got to grab some time soon so we can talk about this new format <laughs> once I get it figured out, but it looks better and I'm glad you fixed your mic. So it was good Sweet. stuff. Thanks for telling me 30 minutes into the episode. Really appreciate yeah. that. I wasn't sure it was messed up. I couldn't really tell. It just took me a minute. You, you know, I got that low, silky smooth voice, John. I know, dude. I couldn't tell. It was like, no, you just like, yeah, we, we went from Michael Jackson to Barry White. <laughs> well, I figured out about halfway through and I'm like, man, Dana's mic sounds so much better than Ben's and he has a fancy mic. So I'm like, this has to be wrong. <laughs> All yeah. good. You and know. we're just using a MacBook Pro. So. Yeah, well, that was yeah. my thought. It was like I, yeah. you know, I didn't see a mic for you guys, so I figured, oops, it had to be something. Hey, we got it eventually. There you yeah, go. Yeah, well, I heard that what kind of mic you were using for uh, Alex and uh, Alex and um, Danny. Oh so, yeah, no, yeah. Our whole, our whole one episode that we did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're releasing an episode with Danny this Friday, though. Oh really, yeah, yeah, it was really good. As usual, she's insane. So yeah, she was funny. She was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a really long one too. I think we talked we talked so long the battery on her computer died. So oh <laughs> yeah, it's got a long episode. I'm not gonna edit it at all. I'm just gonna let it roll. So that's awesome. All right, guys. All right, I thank it. you. Good seeing you. All right, all you best. too. Thank Have you. a good evening. Great to meet you guys again yeah. virtually, nice. and I'll see you at the next event. All right, that's right. Look see forward ya. to it. All right, see, see ya. Bye.